are live. This is the Super Bowl post-game show where the Chiefs, yes, the Chiefs, pull out the the, the victory. The rig big victory. I yes, can't sir. talk in overtime as they defeated the San Francisco 49ers 25 to 22. Hello, I'm John, and that's Elliot. We are part of the Fanatical Elves Network. And yeah, we're excited. Well, no, no, we're not really excited. We're tired, <laughs> but we're but we stayed up with all of you and watched the Super Bowl. And we have um, giveaways uh, still coming, so watch for that here. How you doing, Elliot? Um, I'm just in shock. The whole <laughs> the whole game was such an adrenaline hit. Um, I don't know if I can talk intelligently about the game. It was just so <laughs> exciting, and um, uh, you know. Uh, I know we're speechless. No. Yeah, that's, that's I'll let's just start with this. Travis Kelsey. Speechless. Travis Kelsey. I've been I'm I'm really annoyed tonight because I I you know the darling couple of the world, Travis Kelsey, um, and Taylor Swift, who we saw every moment of the Super Bowl. Um, tra- Kelsey in the first half lost his marbles and bumped his coach Andy Reid in a fury, nearly knocking the old man over. I'm a little annoyed by that. I know the kids from Cleveland, but man, it's a bad look, man. And then, you know, later in the game of Holmes is getting in an argument with the, his wide receiver rice. I'm like, these guys are just, ugh, I'm tired of them. I think the whole nation now is tired of them. And I just don't see Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift a long-term because this is, I mean, that's a mm. violent streak we saw in uh, Travis Kelsey. It's got me a little well, worried. Football is a violent game, and the players who play it are violent personalities. It's something Good to be point. careful about. And face it, Taylor Swift has a track record of having uh, unsuccessful relationships. So Bingo. the are against them. And, and really, celebrities in general do not have long-term relationships very often. It's really hard, I think. You have just yes. too much, um, too much success, and it makes you spoiled, I think. So Spoiled. I'm not no really way. worried about no them. Way. Are you, I, know. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I love them both. You know, I, I really do. And I just hope things work out for them. But we understand that it's hard to, to do. It's hard to make everything work out as well as <laughs> the storybook romance. That's really tough. So I just wish them well. The odds are against them. I don't wish them well. I'm I'm really pissed off with Travis Kelsey. I think that uh, man's a very angry man inside. Well, uh, yeah, most football players He's are. Trying they to have... fool the world with well, these they're playing football, John. They, that, that's all about channeling anger, and sometimes it spills over. The drink it, of champions you know, here. It's, it, yeah, it's a football is a crazy game. It's it's a game for madmen. Uh, what do they a... call it? Um, you know, the they used to say about rugby that it's uh, a um, beasts game by played by gentlemen. And the others say it's a gentleman's game played by beasts. You know, yes. <laughs> it's hard to tell. Um, um, yeah, no, it, it's very hard to say where one stops yes. and the other one begins. Yes, yes. Well, I mean, the, the, the game itself was, you know, the first half. Let's kind of review that for a moment. It was pretty boring. Uh, the 49ers had some opportunities. The, the Chiefs had some opportunities. They got a long drive, a pass play in the first half, and then they fumbled the ball away. Um, so we went to halftime, 
as we uh, anticipated Usher, Usher, Usher. And uh, what do you think of that show? How would you rate that show? What grade would you give in that? Did you see the halftime show, Elliot? Well, I, I did. You know, my family really likes um, music and entertainment. They're not really football fans. I'm really the football person in the family. My wife and daughter uh, especially really enjoyed it a lot. And they knew the names of everybody that was in it. And Oh, they brought so-and-so. And there's this person. I didn't know who they were. <laughs> right. Right. I didn't have my scorecard, but yeah, they really appreciated it, really enjoyed it. And uh, so uh, I, I thought it went very well. Really yeah. The yeah. I liked it. Old school, the kid. I mean, some folks today, the kids, they don't really know who Usher is. But, you know, for a lot of us who are in my age bracket or uh, yeah, a little bit younger, I know I my basketball head coach, she's a big Usher fan. I didn't realize that until um, – she was talking about it tonight and, and social media. So I now know what, what uh, gift I'll get her for um, being the, the coach and coaching with her this year. Uh, as, oh, don't <laughs> reveal it on the air. No, man. I know she hasn't oh. listened to this podcast. I'm sure. So um, <laughs> somebody else will tell her though. Anyhow. Hey, the, this is the fanatical L's and uh, you know, you can listen to us on Apple and Spotify right now. We're live here on Twitter on the X on Facebook, we're live on YouTube, and we just love you guys coming out and listening to us. Um, we appreciate that. We really need you to download our show too on on those platforms like Apple and Spotify. That's where we make the big bucks and all those pennies. So thanks um, for passing along our show, the Fanatical Elves. Um, so you know you are the Cleveland Oracle, Elliot, and you bring some great takes. And I was telling Elliot off air that. You know, we have other affiliates across this fanatical or across the fans first network. And uh, one of them and I, he and I were talking earlier and uh, they were very complimentary of they, they love your Oracle show um, and wow. just love, love your takes. Um, and, uh, you know, you've had a couple, well, you had a couple shows this week. You talked a little bit about the history of the Super Bowls and then you had another one um, about the Haslam's earlier i think yesterday and i think i've got one coming out tomorrow with you so you're providing all sorts of great takes so thank you for contributing to our great fanatical elves it's nothing but fun i'll tell you what i'm so grateful to you john as well as to fans first for giving us the opportunity not to mention our sponsors and fans that's Without right we would not be here really well let's let's Just pause real quick wanted for to do this since i was a kid so Let's let's pause real quick for a commercial, Elliot, and we'll continue to talk about that and the rest of the Super Bowl. This is the Fanatical Elves show. We'll be right back. And we're back. Hope you enjoyed those commercials if you're listening to us on Apple or Spotify. Um, so, Elliot, what are your other takes on the on the Super Bowl today? I mean, there was a lot to – and that second half was um, – well, you know, Actually, I got a question. Speaking of oracleness. Um, <laughs> Yeah, you know, I, I did give uh, my fans my opinion that I thought that that uh, my safest wasn't that safe, it's turned out, since it went to overtime. But I thought that the game would probably go to the under because I thought that mm. Kansas City's offense had sputtered during the season. Their receivers weren't really that good, even yeah. though the quarterback, we believe, or at least I believe, is yeah. one of the – 
you know, absolute yes. greatest quarterbacks of our generation. Yes. Uh, quarterback is not the entire team. And the guys that he has don't really catch the ball all that well. No. Um, and uh, yet they do have a really good defense. And so I thought, mm-hmm. you know, this is going to be a low scoring game. I'm going to take the under. So I recommended yeah. that. Yeah. And then I also thought that Kyle Shanahan has had the tendency to try to uh, kind of be the star of the game and mm-hmm. do something fancy when he shouldn't, and that you know well, he might actually blow the game. And so yeah. I said, you know, I took the uh, money line, which I usually bet the point spread, but this yeah. time I bet the money line that Kansas City would actually win. Yeah. And it turned out that that was actually true. And so I won, you know, a little bit of uh, money. Now, I didn't bet uh, anything really big on it. I bet $2 and $3, respectively. <laughs> yes. Yes. But I do have a question for those who say that the game was fixed and that all this was planned and it was a government conspiracy involving Taylor Swift. <laughs> and she was all set up by the U.S. government so that the Kansas City Chiefs would win. And Therefore, you know, somehow throw the elections in the future, so whatever the plan was. So I assume that all of the people who knew this yes. bet like their entire house on Kansas City to win because they knew that it was fixed. Right. right, right. So all of you people who told us that the game was fixed and who, by the way, you know, I also predicted that it would happen this way, didn't I? Yes. All of you who predicted with 100 percent confidence that it was fixed. And there was not even a uh, shred of possibility yes. that San Francisco was going to win. You guys are all rich now, right? Because you bet uh, <laughs> your house yes. knowing that you were going to get your uh, 100% guaranteed return on your investment. Right. Isn't that right? Isn't that right, fans? <laughs> I'm just asking. I'm hey, just so asking. Kyle Shanahan, I talked on my Johnny Cleveland podcast a little oh, bit exactly. ago before the um, – you know, looking at this game between the 49ers and the Chiefs and the connections that um, <laughs> that's beyond the, the great iron says, that there you go, scripted. And I beyond, love it. I'm sure you're a wealthy man today because you <laughs> met your entire house on the Kansas City Chiefs and uh, Taylor Swift, agent of the you federal think government. It's, with the Browns connection here, you know, Kyle Shanahan was with the Browns and I talked about it on my show earlier mm. back in 2014 and how that team under Mike Pettin, who was a high school uh, football coach, uh, they hired him as the head coach instead of Kyle Shanahan at the time. Kyle, Han- Kyle Shanahan was the offensive coordinator of the Brownies, led them to a seven and four record under, that's right, Brian Hoyer. But then, you know, all those crazy folks up in the front office in Cleveland, Ray Farmer and everybody included, decided, no, we wanted to see Johnny Manziel. And now there were a couple games in that 7-4 and four record where maybe the Browns could have won. They could have had a, a, a little bit better record potentially. But they, they benched Brian Hoyer. And lo and behold, Kyle Shanahan left after that season um, and now has been successfully gone to, what, two Super Bowls in the last seven years. Um you know, where are you? I mean, with Kyle Shanahan, three now. Okay, he was the offensive coordinator for Atlanta when they blew the twenty. That's right. Oh, they then they blew the lead. That's right. <laughs> oh man, no, oh, but man. he's so. a great offensive coordinator. You know, I think in the Atlanta case, though, especially, I think he felt the need to really show the world his brilliance. Yeah, by going out in a you know an absolutely mind-boggling 
way and he gave <laughs> Tom Brady a chance that yeah. he really didn't need yeah. to give yeah. him. Well, but wait, wait, I just want to correct one thing. I don't believe it was the front office that interfered with Mike Pettin. I believe it was James Haslam the third that okay. did that. And I believe that he and Mrs. Haslam had a talk about yes. things like this. Yeah. And Mrs. Haslam. Um, yeah. Yeah. Let me ask you about this before. Look, let's go back out. a little. Let's go a little bit back further in time, though. The other thing I mentioned was that in 99, when the Browns got the reboot, they started back up that the Browns hired Chris Palmer um, and they brought in Tim Couch. But at the time, Andy Reid, who now we're talking about glowingly all the time, got hired by the Philadelphia Eagles instead of the Browns back in the day. And they took a one Donovan McNabb instead of uh, the Browns uh, who took Tim Couch, the Browns could have taken Donovan McNabb. They could have also, if they felt strong enough, taken Andy Reid as their head coach instead of Chris Palmer. And oh, so it's just very interesting when you look back at how everything uh, came came to be. And um, I just find that a very interesting. If you go back and read about some of that, what was going on and how you know Andy Reid was kind of available. He had been, I'm not sure which team he was with before, if he had been with the Eagles and they brought him up to head coach or, or what, but then, then he ended up winning 144 games with the Eagles and very successful with McNabb. Yeah, now he, with the Chiefs. Was, yeah. Wasn't Andy Reid with uh, the 49ers also? I think so. And then, and, and then, then the, there was this whole thing with the DeBartolo Packers. family, you know, the, their ties go way back. The Ed, Edward DeBartolo, the great or the grandfather or the father of um, the <laughs> other DeBartolo who ended up, coming back um, and helping with the Browns later. Um, he, he had connections with Paul Brown and then they, mm-hmm. he wanted the bought by the Browns back in 77. Art Modell was still here. And so that never transpired. And that's when DeBartolo's then bought the 49ers in, in 77. So just a lot of interesting connections um, that I talked about earlier. I just think that that's kind of a neat, neat history. Uh, well, we wanted to stay with a sure thing and good old art. We didn't want any department. Uh, well, and one of these days, the Browns oh, are going to get to a yeah. Super Bowl. And we all here are Browns fans, and we love our Brownies. And, uh, you know, it was Super Bowl 58. And, you know, the, hopefully the percentages are going up in our favor at some point before we all die. Um, we're going to see our Browns get to that elusive Super Bowl. Um, any predictions on the, could it happen next year, Elliot? Well, somebody's got to make a Super Bowl. Why can't it be Cleveland? We just really don't know. I think that the most promising thing that I saw last season was how well the Browns responded during the season in, in acquiring players. I mentioned this in our last yeah. show, that I think the 17-game season really makes you build two teams, you know, one to start the season with, but then you also have to build a team during the season Right. Because there are so many changes that are made during the season that it, it really makes the front office um, use yeah. all of its skill to build yeah. teams off the waiver wire. Yeah, yeah. And wow, did the Browns do a great job of finding guys like Joe Flacco. Um, well, you, there wasn't the, anything spectacular in this game. I mean, I mean, both teams are, are great. Mm-hmm. I, I respect to both, both uh, football programs. But, you know, I saw a lot of Browns fans saying, boy, this boy, the Browns really would have done well in this game. 
Um, it wasn't the greatest football I've seen played between two teams. Obviously, like you mentioned earlier, there was some good defense uh, by both squads. They were people don't like to watch defense when they're good because then it's low scoring. I do, and, and the games are boring. I love it. I love it. But you know, a lot of fans want to see you know high flying passes and everything. And this is a passing league. We're always told. I know the folks that I've written for before. What about what? Spinny wide receivers. Right, right. <laughs> hey, before everybody leaves us, and I know we've got people watching the show, I want to give out our winner for the ball cap. Thank you so much for following us on the Fanatical Elves and for reposting our hat. We love giving away stuff here on the Fanatical Elves, and we'll continue to do that. So tonight's winner, Elliot, drum roll, please, is uh, Steve, Steve Hemrick. Steve Hemrick at Hemi 44. He's a Cleveland born and raised, loves all Brown sports in the Ohio State University. Foodie lover, counting the days until he can live on the beach someday from Willowick, Ohio. Congratulations, Steve, on winning the, the ball cap. We will be in touch to get that mailed out to you. Thank you for following us here on the show. And hopefully you, you're downloading us on Apple and Spotify as well. Uh, Elliot, final thoughts on this evening? Well, I wanted to say something about uh, Jake Moody, the young kicker who yeah. missed an extra point. Um, and, uh, you know, we can blame him, I suppose, for the uh, loss if you really want to be mean about it. But these things do happen. Yes. But really, I think there's a larger story about how the kickers were really pretty amazing. They set uh, Super Bowl records one after the other for making yes. these long kicks. Very good point. Yep. And um, one of the things that they did was to acquire kickers in the draft. I think Moody was, wasn't he taken in like the sixth or seventh round this year? They actually drafted him. From Michigan. Is he from Michigan? Yeah, but I, I don't begrudge him that. But yeah. I think that, you know, with the Browns salary cap situation, I know that they've tried to do that in the past few years with uh, Zane Gonzalez and uh, right and uh, uh, Cade York and uh, Austin Siebert, and it yeah. hasn't worked out very well. Yeah, but I do think that it's a a good technique. They just need to really do a better job of scouting. Yeah, they need to come up with some low cost special teams players because we just don't have the budget that we used to have. And we may not be able to hang on uh, to Dustin Hopkins, even though, you know, we love that. Right. Right. And yeah. um, so I'm, I'm not well, looking at, uh, at um, Jake Moody as a failure. Really. I think his successes far outweigh the fact absolutely. That, that he missed one extra point. He made field goals that had never, well, I thank him for missing the field goal earlier in the, I thank him for missing the field goal earlier in the season to give the Browns the win. So thank you. <laughs> That's true. Um, um, <laughs> hey, uh, we're going to have some other shows. I know you're bringing the, the Cleveland Oracle. We'll be having some more shows this week uh, talking about a lot of different topics, including probably maybe field goal kickers. And I uh, look forward to hearing you on those shows. We've got Steve Gill with his Dog Pound South shows. He's actually done a series of shows this week. He's going to have, like two or three shows out this week himself. Usually he just does one, but he has so much information about free agency on the offensive side, the defensive side. He's going to look at wide receivers and I think some running backs. 
um, as well. So look forward to hearing that. We've got Rod Bloom with his Browns Blitz, my Johnny Cleveland show. We have the Fanatical L's coming back to you Thursday night. Look forward to that. I mentioned also, Elliot, we're going to be having a few new um, colleagues, uh, contributors join us here on the Fanatical L's. So we'll be making that announcement tomorrow. I really look forward to having these guys join us. We are growing here at the Fanatical L's, and we love everybody to come along and, and join us. So, uh, Elliot, final thought before we leave everybody tonight. Well, I'm just going to tease this, that I'm going to have some uh, viewpoints expressed on the NFL draft that you have never heard expressed before. I love it. I love it. We look forward to hearing that, Elliot. Thank you so much for being here. Again, it was the Chiefs who ended up beating the San Francisco 49ers 25-22 to 22 in overtime. It was the seventh longest game in NFL Super Bowl history as Patrick Mahomes scripted, takes the ball down the field in the very last moments and wins the game for Andy Reid, Taylor Swift, and an angry Travis Kelsey. Take care, everybody. Good night, everyone. Maybe. Let's see if I can get my music to play here. I might I might struggle. I actually, the, my mouse has died. So oh, that's, okay. Well, that's maybe not I'll a good... Maybe I'll have a, to sing or beatbox the... Yeah, music. I think we're going to have to say good night to everybody and end our stream. Let me see if I can get my mouse to work. Because I know everyone's so excited to hear this uh, music as we leave you. Good uh, night. Let's see if it works. Oh, maybe not. What else is there to say? Uh-oh, she's but singing. Good night. Oh, she's singing. There we go. I got it to play. Hold on. Here we go. Here we go, brownies. Here we go. See y'all later. Maybe. It's almost Monday. <laughs>